Hey everybody, it's great to have uh, an awesome guest on the show today here on the second installment ever of Origins. Sean Hamill here from Art of Dental Marketing and have one of my new favorite people in dental, uh, Allison LeCousier, I said it right. Good I said job. It right. <laughs> from Clearly IG and, and pretty much, I mean, you do so many different things which we're gonna get into, but thank you for being on the podcast, I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite and thanks for the fun topic. I love the Origins idea. Well, thanks. I uh, Like we were just talking about before we started recording, I mean, so many of these podcasts are just like extended sales pitches and it's always how to grow your practice, like, you know, what to do if your practice burns down, like it's always these crazy topics. And so there's so many influencers and friends that I've made over the years and, and we meet out doing this. I think you and I met through Danny, didn't we? Yeah, Danny as well. yeah we did. <laughs> yeah. And you just meet people and you, you, you know, we all get to know each other and know each other's origin stories, but there's never that I've seen really been a place that, that they're put out for people to enjoy and get to know each of us better and how we got to where we are. So, I mean, you just showed me the view out your, your door there, but you know, I know you live in Bermuda, you live in Canada, you play volleyball on the national team in Bermuda, you have the dental assisting background, you have your companies that are taking off. So, you know, which door do you want to pick and start on first? So I think I was 10 years old. Like I actually remember being like a very, very like, dominant and brave and very like leader little girl and so when I was 10 um, I had three brothers and I was like the ringleader and I told my dad I'm like I am not suited for this climate I'm moving to California I'm going to be a dolphin trainer I'm going to buy a green Volkswagen Beetle and I'm going to have a miniature dash end and he was like you're 10 I was like it's on my vision board and here's my savings that I'm moving out and (laughs) he was like what are we going to do with this child? And so my parents like always knew that I was going to leave at some point. They just didn't know how. And so I decided to go into dental assisting. I had like some options to go. I was going to be a teacher, maybe HR, business management, but I decided to go into dental assisting because it was a 10 month program and I knew I could get a career anywhere in the world because everyone needs help with their teeth. So when I got out of dental assisting, the entire time I was in dental assisting, I was literally harassing my teachers, asking them, like, where can I work? Where can I travel? Like, if there's an opportunity abroad, like, please let me know. For my luck, a dentist in Bermuda reached out to my school. He was like, can I have a student recommended for my practice in Bermuda? And so my teachers, of course, were like, Allison, like, get her off our back. Like, she can go. <laughs> So I remember like they came to me and they were like, do you want to move to Bermuda? Do you, are you interested in that? And I was like, yes, that sounds warm. I have no idea where it is, but I Googled like what, what Bermuda was and where it was right before I got on the interview and I ended up getting the job. So when I was 19 years old, I packed a suitcase full of dresses and bikinis and I moved to Bermuda without ever being there. Um, my parents were so scared, so worried because I'm coming from like a small town in Southern Alberta, Canada not really traveled and I was 19 and I was just like, nope, I'm moving there. Yeah, I was curious how your family took the news that you were moving to Bermuda to pursue dental assistance. Oh, so badly, so badly. Like their only girl, like my family, we didn't travel a lot. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. And so we didn't travel a lot and I always wanted to. And so they were like, oh, this is, this is brutal. This is such a bad idea. So I got the opportunity to host it, this like mansion. It was like overlooking the water. It had like sensors everywhere that you could just speak and things would do things for you. And I was house sitting this house for like months and I invited my parents to come and stay with me. So they 
the, our very first family trip. Um, I think it was 20. They flew the whole family to come and visit me in Bermuda and they stayed in this mansion. And I was like playing in the national volleyball team. I'd been traveling to like New York and Boston with my doctor. And I'm like, here's like where we're going to be staying. And I remember my dad being like, all right, like I was wrong. You were Acceptable. right. Acceptable. Like, You're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, did you, how did you land on the, the national volleyball team down there? Did you do some um, tryouts? Basically, I got scouted in the first um, tournament that I, I played in. I spoke to the manager that hired me at the practice. She's like, what do you like to do? And I was like, ride horses, play volleyball, um, you know, hang out with friends. So she's like, oh, my gosh, I'll hook you up with the volleyball. So I actually registered for a, a fun tournament. And when I was in the tournament, I ended up getting paired like kind of secretly and strategically with the women's national coach. So he was my beach partner. And um, yeah, they were like, yep, we have Island Games in one year. We're going to be traveling to the Isle of Wight, starting to, we need, where our coach is flying in from like Puerto Rico. We're going to start training. And so I was like, great, this sounds amazing. So you're 19, you move from Canada to literally a new country you've never been to. Mm-hmm. How is dentistry different in Rashley? What, what what did you experience down there? Whew. Um, it was the, like the standards of care were very different, <clears throat> specifically the infection control and sterilization. And, you know, if you can imagine this 19 year old girl coming in and who just graduated from SATE in Calgary, where like we at the time had the highest levels of infection control in dentistry in the world. So we had just changed our regulations in Canada to be like the highest, like similar to like hospital grade, similar to like a surgeon's office. And so when I get to Bermuda and I'm like, right, I like literally grabbed a clipboard and started writing all the things that we needed to change. I became like the least favorite person in the office. I can imagine, um, yeah. From the team members, but from the doctor's perspective, he was like, this is amazing. So I had no friends in the office. In fact, like, I was bullied pretty badly when I first moved there because I was just this like very enthusiastic girl that was going to change all the sterilization protocols and telling everyone that like they were doing it wrong. So it it was tough. It was tough. So because it's true, I've heard when you move to the islands, it's it's very laid back. It's very different than what we're used to, which is like the constant rush and following a schedule and, and hurry, hurry, hurry kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, Bermuda's Bermuda's a very different place. Like, it's one of the most expensive places to live in the world. International business is the main industry. And so tourism isn't the main industry here. It's filled with a lot of, like, very fast-paced business people from the UK, from the US, from Canada. And the practice that I worked in was, like, a legacy practice that had a really good reputation. Like, if the queen were to come to Bermuda, that's the practice that um, would treat her. So it was, like, a very prestigious practice it was very um really like high high quality of care very fast-paced very busy booked out like at least six months in advance for the doctor's schedule we wow. had a wait list for our hygienist um so it was like really intense and long hours like really really fast-paced so as you're moving into this how long were you an assistant before you started to have ideas of maybe doing consulting and, <laughs> and moving in that direction Yeah, so I had the time after graduating from dental assisting to certify as an ortho assistant. So I worked in an ortho practice in Lethbridge, Alberta for like maybe eight months before I moved to Bermuda. And I started to see like the systems of an ortho practice and the potential of it. 
So when I moved to Bermuda and I saw that there was like this really fast paced practice, they only did Invisalign on people that would like literally say like, hey, I want to do Invisalign. <clears throat> I recognized like, hey, we could do a lot of ortho here. So I implemented a bunch of ortho protocols and as an ortho assistant, I could do them all. So I was essentially running my own chair as an assistant um, two days a week and then was promoted to become the treatment coordinator. And then from there, I was like, it was like, I think three years in, I was like, okay, like, I think I've like hit my capacity on the island. I, I think I need to go back to school. So I quit my job and went like applied to go back to school um, for business management. And my doctor was like, we can't, like, we can't lose you. We're keeping you. We're going to promote you to the op office manager. We're going to send you back to school to the University of Toronto. You can have three months wow. off in the summer um, because I had plans to go to Bali and get yoga certified and then volunteer in Thailand for a month teaching English. So he's like, you can still do those things and then come back. We'll put you back through school and you can stay as your office manager. So I ended up being in the practice another um, five years and like completely changed the practice. We switched software. We hired a brand new team. Um, we did a ton of like fun like procedures. And um, and in 2020, I decided that I was ready to go on my own and start helping other practices do the same thing. So was there like a catalyst or a moment that you were like, I need to be a consultant? Or like, what was that change? Yeah, I mean, the part of management that I fell in love with and that really was like becoming really passionate for me was the human development, like helping all of my team reach their potential. So I went and um, took 10 months and became a professional coach through IPEC. And I went to Boston and did like my school for becoming a professional coach, which helped me tremendously as an office manager. But I kind of like felt like there was a cap in how much I could support my own team. And I wanted to help more people. And my like rule for myself, like when I moved to Bermuda, I was like, the moment you stop growing is the moment you have to leave. And so there was like a moment where I was driving home from work and I was like, yeah, it's yeah, time. like you need yeah. to take that next that next leap. So in 2020, it was actually like a perfect storm. Our practice shut down. Um, we all got laid off. And I had I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be laid off, but I know that I'm going to build my consulting company in this time off through like virtual videos, social media, and I'm not going to go back to my practice. So sure enough, by the time the practice opened back up, I had a pretty frank conversation with my boss. And I was like, I'm sorry, my consulting business is so busy that like I can't come back. So I gave him a ton of notice, helped with transitions and then was on my way. That's awesome. So what was your first step when you decided you want to be a consultant? Like, how did you, how did you build out your programs? How did you get clients? You know, what were, what were some set, like setbacks that you went through? Like, what would you say in building your programs and things like, what did you learn? How did you grow? How did you get clients? Prior to quitting my job, I traveled a lot to different conferences. Like I went and got certified as Dale Carnegie speaker. Like I was like really active in like growing. And so I met a lot of really cool people in dentistry from going to these events and so I told them my intention. I was like, my goal is to become a consultant. Like, how do I do this? What do I do? So it kind of like kickstarted this almost like internal referral network for me where some of these like amazing people, amazing women in dentistry, like got to know who I was and what I wanted to do. Um, so that was like one of them. And then the second thing was during the pandemic, I was like, nobody's working right now. Let me start filming some videos to help doctors handle their clear liner systems while the practices are closed. So I hosted a free webinar. I had like over a hundred people show up for it, which was crazy because I had no idea what I was doing. But I think everyone was like, what, like, what is a webinar? Like, let's do it. So I ended up getting my very first client from there. And she ended up being on the faculty for Align Technology. And she was just this 
badass, like amazing dentist. And she like just spread my word. Like she's just like, Allison, help me with this. Allison, help me with that all over social media. And I got a lot of clients from her, like really just thanking me for the work that I did with her practice. Um, that was one of the ways. And then just like, it really was kind of through word of mouth. I had people reaching out to me and connecting with me. And from there, we recognized how many doctors needed support with marketing, with social media marketing. So that's when I launched my marketing agency, but kind of like to your question of like, what was the biggest struggle? Like I really did have like really fast and amazing success. Like asked to be speaking at Seattle study club, brought onto the Invisalign, um, faculty really quickly and like all of it was going so well and like the the hardest part for me was that my personal life completely fell apart during that like launch so I was like in just not a good relationship and as I was starting to like become more successful and like my world was just opening up from being like an office manager in a practice on an island like kind of in my routine like my whole world was opening up and I was traveling and all of these exciting things the relationship started to get worse and worse and it finally came to a really unfortunate like head um, that actually ended in domestic violence and for me that was just so hard to like my like my like whole world fell apart while my career was taking off. <clears throat> so that was the hardest part for me in the time because I'm like, I have all this momentum. Like I don't want, you know, I don't want this to go away. So kind of just needing to put a mask on, I think was really exhausting. And I didn't realize how exhausting it was until probably like a year later when I was like, ugh, like I am tired from building my career, my business, getting on stage, getting in front of cameras, like pretending that I'm totally fine when like, meanwhile, like a broken heart, just so much transition. Um, and that was definitely like really, really challenging for me. Well, that's, that's impressive. Uh, the resiliency too. And, you know, I, I get that more than, than, you know, cause ADM kind of was the same and we, we were called grow practice grow back in the day, but same thing like it was a lot of word of mouth it was it was under the radar a lot of just referral based growth as you've grown as you moved through your career now obviously highly successful like who would you say did you have mentors or people that you specifically looked up to and who are they and and you know if you would just share a little bit kind of about that yeah i've had so many mentors like i've i've been so lucky and just so grateful for the people in my life that have supported me and it's true, like, you don't really realize how much people care and how much they will support you until, like, things go bad and you really need help. And then the people that are there to, like, pick you up is just, it's amazing. So one of my, like, biggest and best and most favorite mentors was my first dental coach. Her name's Robin Ramirez. She's still a coach. She's amazing. She's brilliant. And she, like, when I was a very fresh office manager, I had no idea what I was doing ton of imposter syndrome. I think I was 24 managing the practice. She just like instilled such a level of belief in me and made me feel not alone. And we still talk to this day and she's just unreal. So Robin was probably one of my first like big, huge, amazing, like loves of a mentor. Um, and then as I kind of grew, like Vanessa Emerson was just so supportive. That woman has helped me so much in the industry. One of my business coaches who um, I joined an entrepreneur program in Bermuda, he like, as I was going through all my hardships in my personal life, he was kind of that person that like doesn't let you put the mask on. He's like intuitive enough to be like, what is going on? So 
he was an amazing mentor for me, but I feel so fortunate. I feel like I have a network of people in my back pocket that like whatever the problem they're there to support me. And so that's something that I really try to do back to any, like, especially women in dentistry that are like, want to try something new or want to grow and expand or just feel unsure of themselves. It's really, we can really do a lot together when we have support. And that was one thing about, you know, the first time you and I talked, that was something that really stood out was that you have, it's like, yeah, I can help you with your business, but I can also help you just with your sanity and with being calm and being healthy because it is such a huge piece of it. And everybody gets so lost in the commercial side of, you know, buying, selling, et cetera, that that tough part you're talking about, the tough moments where you're trying to put on a brave face and all. So I, I thought that that was really cool that you do have such a just comprehensive involvement with people and you have a lot of different ways that you help. So um, last question I have for you, I hope it hasn't been too bad for you, but in terms, in terms of like your evolution, because clearly the 19-year-old Canadian girl who just went to be a dental assistant and then the entrepreneur and the voice for not only dentistry, but females in dentistry, females in business overall. Like as you've evolved through this, what do you think are like the key lessons or the key things uh, that you learned along the way that maybe somebody that's just starting out or just moving into practice ownership or that maybe even is nervous because they're graduating from school soon, they don't know what to do. Like, what would you say are the, are the key lessons or the key things to learn or to keep in mind as they move into uh, the post-school era? Yes, oh my gosh, I love that question. I would say like the first one that like, if I could just like wave a magic wand or just grant this to anyone, it would be like, believe in yourself. Like if you have like a big dream that feels uncomfortable, like that's a good thing because it means that you're gonna be able to grow and become the person that can accomplish that goal along the way. And that really is the point. Like we all have these big goals and we're like, I wanna make millions of dollars. I want to become this board certified, but it's like, that's amazing, but it's who you become along the way. That's actually more amazing. So have fun with it. Like, I think we, we look at our goals and we take them so seriously and, you know, myself included where I, I gave myself so much angst and anxiety and self doubt along the way, but you're more capable than you believe, like than you could ever imagine. And you're going to get to your goal if you're excited about it and if you're having fun doing it. So I would say that's the first one. It's like really like fall in love with your path, fall in love with your journey, fall in love with who you're becoming along that journey. And it becomes so much more easy and fun. Um, I would say the second thing is like never underestimate your personal well-being. Like my mantra in my company is like humans first, professional second. It goes no other way. It can be no other way because if we lose our health, if we lose our well-being, our mental sanity, we have nothing in our personal and professional world. And so just really like in the busyness of it all and the striving, don't forget to like really take care of yourself. And in fact, if that's a foundation for your life, you'll be more successful. And I think the third thing would be stay like stay grateful. Like I am, if on the days that I don't remember what I'm grateful for, not the days that I'm the most successful. And it's when you can really look around you and like this moment, even though you have big goals and you say like, wow, like I'm so grateful for like where I am, who I have around me, all the opportunities that are coming for me. You'll just be one of those people that attracts more to you because you see it all and you appreciate it all. That's an awesome answer. You radiate positivity. I like it. But, uh, <clears throat> Tell people how to get a hold of you, how to, to follow you on socials, um, if they want to learn more about your, your company and or the consulting or any of that stuff, you know, feel free to, to use it to, to promote yourself a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, you can reach me at Alison Lacoussier and that's on Facebook, on Instagram, and then your clearlinercoach.com, um, your clearliner coach Instagram, and then of course clearly IG Instagram. We have a lot of Instagrams. We love Instagram. So you can definitely find me there. Well, Allison, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your origin story with us. Um, I'm still really jealous of where you live. I'm not going to lie, but you know, we can say friends and I'll actually see you in, uh, in a couple of months, I think, or next month, actually in Orlando. I think we'll both be at, uh, dental insurance guy. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for the great questions. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you.